It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Of course, one of my broadcasting idols, the great Gordon Sully. Dusty Rhodes, though, a real fun. How could that be the American dream? Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I, I will never really understand that concept. <laughs> That's what you want to be like? <laughs> a fat guy with just absolutely insane amounts of cellulite <laughs> on his legs. Looks nothing like an athlete. His face is all marked up from the razor blade cuts that he's administered to it over the years. <laughs> guy can't even straighten up to uh, walk out of the locker room to come into the ring. And, and he's got a pair of red, white, and blue cowboy boots on and, like, Chuck Wefner shorts. Get out of here. That's the American dream. Doing some kind of one of those hideous 18-hour draft shows. Well, you know what? If they take the kid out of uh, Loyola Marymount... Huh? Dave and Emma football team? Uh, yeah, I kind of got that mixed up there, John. I think that kid's going to go in the NBA... All right. No, you start to get dizzy with, with draft talk after a while. There's only so much you can schlumber about on draft day, and then nothing goes the way it's supposed Nothing's. to except for maybe the first couple of picks, and that's yep. it. And the Dolphins never did never. what you thought they were going to do. Never. never. They that's, were worse than the Jets in that regard. That's the only reason I got so excited with Tua, honestly. I, In the end, if he's not great, it's fine. I'll admit it. They just finally did something I wanted. <laughs> like, in the in 38 yeah. years of life, it's the first time they've ever, oh, you did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Sammy Smith was the last time. Uh, exactly. Anybody had a great sentiment about who the Dolphins should take. Yeah, we need that big running back. That's what we need, Donnie Boy. Surely even fell for it. You think he uh, regretted drafting Sammy Smith? Oh, yeah. But he, Smith was, wasn't a bad pick at the time. He just became no. like Mr. Fumble. No, it seemed like a he brilliant a beast. pick, right? <laughs> wow. Right. He had the hands of stone. Though. Hey, Roberto, get in there. No, you're still ahead. Don't worry about the posturing. Just get in there and fight, Roberto. Forget about the two hot dogs you had before the fight. What did he eat? A couple of chili dogs there? That was in New Orleans. Imagine you went uh, cruising around, uh, eating whatever you could because you'd made the weight. And you're Roberto Duran, who had a tendency to blow up like 30 pounds between fights. <laughs> no wonder he couldn't fight that tight with the no mouse thing. The time! Seku Smith, NBA TV. How many times, just curious, uh, Seku, uh, did you pull an Anthony Edwards and bang your head on the bottom of the backboard going up for a dunk? Several times uh, playing <laughs> Nerf Hoops in college. Um, but, you know, you, you sacrifice for the game, you know, to, to make sure it's done the right way. From South Florida to the entire world, thank you to the iHeartRadio app. Here is Defoe joined by Luby on The Defoe Show. How do I? Well, once again, everybody, on what figures to be a beautiful Wednesday here in South Florida, we are paying tribute to a good friend of the show who, uh, a shocker, and news traveled all around the NBA. Of course, he was a fixture on NBA TV and uh, all of the NBA podcasts that they do and generate. Uh, was a great writer, was a newspaper guy starting out, well-respected all around the league, and became a frequent visitor to the show. In fact... Luby was trying to uh, get him as a guest on a program today to talk a little NBA basketball with us, and uh, we had just spoken to him three weeks ago. So we're dedicating the show to a good friend of the program, Seku Smith, 
who died at the age of 48, was just fine three weeks ago, and uh, was always great uh, with us. I mean, uh, we really are very lucky to have a, a rotating series of guests that, that we like to work into the show periodically. Of course, we have our local people here, and then uh, we would get people from various networks and, and uh, other media sources and other players, former coaches, that, that we always love talking to. And Seku Smith uh, was highly up there on my list uh, of when Luby would tell me who was on the show that day. I would say, oh, good. And, and you would just know. I mean, we're trying to deliver entertainment here, Luby. And you would know that uh, no matter what I had to say or how I flubbed the interview, that Seku Smith was going to make it a lot of fun. And it was always very conversational, as it is with a lot of the people that we have on the program. And that's what we like to deliver. And uh, the news being delivered to me by Luby and then subsequently uh, looking up and seeing all the tributes, uh, not only on social media, but on television as well. Uh, to find out this guy had passed away at 48 yesterday after we just had him on a show with Luby. It, it was a shocker. I don't mean to cast a pall over the program here, but I feel like we lost a brother here on the show. I mean, it's not you. I, you would go with every way I'm going. I'm just bummed out. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I got, I heard a lot about it, but I finally got to just watch the tribute and, NBA TV did a great job because he was, it's funny, they say he started in 2009, and that's right when we got him on, he had just started with NBA.com. So that's why you called him a dot-com shrink. It's when uh, NBA, it's when online writing hit a boom, but, you know, it was still new sort of to have them as radio guests. So he was one of those guys. He oh, you had some schmanks on. There's no question. Luby. You, you you had some low-level dot-com schmanks. It was just that one and, site uh, you know, that I was writing for. You, you didn't have a, exactly an expansive list of people that you could count on. Like, well, like not in the beginning. Today. Yeah. I mean, you were coming out of nowhere there. They walked you out the door with security telling you your job was Honestly, done. That's actually a year yeah. earlier. That's what happened. And just when you thought you were out, they bring you back in, and they throw me in your face. And I'm like, hey, so uh, where's your, uh, you know, where, where are your sources with guests, Louie? And uh, you would deliver .com schmink. I mean, I would imagine you felt a certain amount of pressure. but And and I thought, you know, I didn't know anything about Seku Smith when he first started doing the program. He became one of my favorites to interview here on the show. So I have to say, Louie, I was stunned and equally impacted. I mean, uh, tomorrow is no guarantee. Uh, we now know that, uh, especially with this COVID-19, and many people have been impacted by this. And every time it hits you, uh, but this one, you know, hit, hit hard right in the face here because I'm sensing that people think that this is over somehow, even though uh, the numerology uh, would not necessarily reflect that. So be careful out there, people. Uh, the vaccinations are out there. They can't come soon enough, and let's hope they all work and nobody feels uh, any kind of uh, weird after effects or, or whatever, but uh, Seku Smith, wow, he, he seemed perfectly healthy and fine. It was three weeks ago. And uh, that was just a couple of weeks <laughs> like, ago. Yeah, like, and wow, I'm not trying to depress insane. people or anything like that, yeah. and we're going to have fun. Well, we're gonna, yeah. We have a lot going on today. It's just, it just hit it just hit me in the stomach because, look, we've lost a lot of people. I'm not demeaning their losses. Hank Aaron, I mean, Don Sutton, uh, Tom Seaver, you know, uh, Lasorda. These are people that are icons. These are people that you were privileged enough to meet some of them and deal with them. I sadly wasn't, didn't have that privilege, but it did have an effect. This, to me, just hit me a little harder because not only we talk to him regularly, we had him on three weeks ago. Like, it's not like we've had other people yeah. on that have passed. And he was great. That you yeah. knew were sick at the time, or you, you sort of had an idea. The dude. Or oh, the guy's in his 90s, yeah. I mean, and he's older, a exactly. Old man. He's a young dude. A good friend of the show. That was healthy. <laughs> so it was like, it's just, yeah. I don't know, it just hit me hard. All right, all right, uh, and uh, we are going to have a lot of fun on the program yes. today. In fact, uh, we're going to get very insightful here, and this is great. And, uh, 
All happened courtesy, of course, of our uh, good friend, longtime regular on the show, uh, goes back way back with me, like 20 years when he got into the agent business. Uh, Brett Tesler, the agent of the Stars, Tesler Sports Management, and he has been behind the career of Mike Remmers. And this is one of those great stories that comes out of the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if it always draws the attention. I would imagine it will. Uh, and yet I, I'm sensing that uh, will we get the same massive, I don't think it's going to be close to Super Bowl coverage, uh, that will come forward this year, even with Brady in the Super Bowl in Tampa and Patrick Mahomes, who you would have to think is the heir apparent. I don't know. Will he become the greatest of all time in people's opinion? Many people feel he's right there now, uh, Patrick Mahomes. So a tremendous matchup there. You have a great coaching matchup with Andy Reid, Bruce Arians, a couple of old salty dog coaches, been around the NFL for a long time. Luby, you love pounding this theory that the young guys just don't have it yet. He's slick. I didn't sharp, before. It's just sort of offensive guru minds. Uh, wow. I mean, you would have to say Matt Lafleur as a coach choked in that. I mean, game that was bad, and it was repeatedly yeah. in that choked. game. <laughs> if a coach can choke, this coach choked. I mean, it was it was just god awful. I mean, uh, some of the some of the things that happened to his team there, and they're still within five points of winning the game, and with a shot to do it on a fourth and eight from the eight yard line, fourth and goal from the eight yard line, and they don't take the shot. Are you kidding me? It was just weird. My God. I, you know how you meet a girl in the elevator and uh, you've never seen her before, but she absolutely looks to be the uh, stunning answer to all of your romantic dreams? Yes. And you're thinking, if I don't say anything, I mean, maybe you go crammed in on the thing and just start going a humming, a humming, a humming. <laughs> if you don't say anything and she walks out that door, it's gone forever, and that's what that opportunity was. I mean, people can uh, criticize Pete Carroll all day long for uh, throwing the ball when he had Marshawn Lynch uh, ready to just mow through anybody. He could have run through an army of 100 at that point, and he throws a pass down there on the goal line and hands Tom Brady an opportunity to win one of his six championship rings. But, uh, I mean, that that was also a great play by Malcolm Butler on that interception. He came out of nowhere. Didn't that look like an easily completable pass? Yeah, he was open. Curse was open. Just... Guy comes from behind and, and makes an incredible interception and forever shall not call by Pete Carroll. Uh, I mean, he's tagged with that in infamy for the rest of his life, right? I, I mean, all of his accomplishments and, uh, you know, you could say what you will about uh, USC. Let's face it. Almost everybody's cheating in college football. You think Alabama's on the level with that program? Completely on the level oh, in no, compliance no. with every NCAA regulation. They're just not putting the money in McDonald's bags. <laughs> They're just smarter <laughs> about it. They don't have to because they could put it in Gucci bags. Exactly. They just and nobody would care through offshore just accounts. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> All right, so we'll get some insight into the Super Bowl. Mike Remmers are going to join us, courtesy of uh, Brett Tesler and Tesler Sports Management. He set that up for us. We're very happy about that. And a player that's going to be very significant in the Super Bowl. And this is a great rags to riches story. How about this career, Mike Luby Lubitz, undrafted out of college, practice squad Denver Broncos, 2012. 12 and 13, he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad. Gets into the bigs with San Diego and then moves to Minnesota in the same year in 2013, but back on a practice squad with the St. Louis Rams in 2014. Does this not have the same thread as a lot of Brett Tesser, Agent to the Stars, client stories, where the guy comes out of nowhere and sticks to it no matter what, no matter what they throw at him, no matter how many disappointments, can you imagine? And then comes back and ends up getting a couple of big contracts, Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings, last year with the Giants, 
and signs with the Kansas City Chiefs this year, and he's heading for the Super Bowl. So we'll have Mike Remmers tell his story, and that's coming your way about 7.35 after a deal Volkswagen the Forest Files here on 940 Wins, 1230 The Zone, and around the globe on the iHeartRadio app. It's. Uh, do you think, and this is a good question, I, I don't know the answer to it, uh, and you, you seem to say yes, I, I'm thinking no at this point. Does Barry Bonds give a flying one if he gets into the Hall of Fame? After I, nine years of uh, the people telling him no, we know you did the juice, Barry. Your head was the size of a medicine ball. <laughs> I, I mean, you had Victor Conti just, uh, you know, hanging out of a syringe that was uh, embedded into your rear end while you were having at bats. And granted, and this is an interesting part of that argument. I mean, it's the same thing. Uh, I, I don't know. This is not, not quite the same dynamic as the Pete Rose thing, but. If Bonds had retired in uh, 1998 and never played baseball again, he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame. Would you say that that's a fair contention, Mike Luby-Lubitz? Yes, of course. I mean, I I don't he, know. He was thought to be the best player in the game at that time, and he'd been in the game for a while at that point. So if he never goes juice and never starts hitting 80 home runs a season, and then, you know, he made a mockery of the whole thing, right? I mean, that was the issue with Pete Rose, part of it anyway, that he kept denying that he ever... Made a couple of wages on a ball game. So what if he pulled Pedro Borbon when he'd struck out six straight just to cover and over? <laughs> All right, uh, we, we have to run. Mike Remmers, starting left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, he was playing right tackle for him, and they had an injury to Fisher, their left tackle, who was a, a number one overall pick. I didn't realize that, Luby. That's always a dicey proposition, and obviously was very good, big important part of what Mahomes and the Chiefs are doing on offense, and now Mike's going to fill that role, and he's going to join us around 7.35 after a deal, Volkswagen, the Forest Files, show dedicated to the memory of our good friend Sekou Smith, who uh, passed away yesterday out of nowhere uh, from COVID-19, just straight up, had no other complications. Grant Long going to join us later on. Dave Hyde of the Sun Sentinel, back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. And Shillin is bitching, huh? It's uh, 718. Juice or no juice? That is the question. That story in a moment. Hi, Jeff DeForest here for the great people at Deal Volkswagen. Out with the old and in with the almost new. Save big on a certified pre-owned vehicle from Deal VW. you got to go to DealVolkswagen.com and go to the pre-owned tab. There you can scroll down and see the great quality selection they have in CPO vehicles. Folks, they have only showroom quality vehicles, many with only one owner. You won't find a better selection of CPO VW models outside of Deal. It's like getting a new car without paying the new car price. And they're basically selling them wholesale to the public. All come with a clean Carfax vehicle history report as well. Great mileage, better prices, Jetta models, Passat models, and Tiguan models, all with Volkswagen-backed warranties. And all at the brand-new pre-owned showroom. Get into a New Year's state of mind with a certified pre-owned vehicle. Celebrate 2021 with big savings, no hassle, and no fuss. Visit Deal at their brand-new pre-owned showroom at 3650 Bird Road, and you'll be like thousands of happy customers saying it's all about the D-E-E-L. Carfax vehicle history reports are based only on information supplied to Carfax. Carfax does not have the complete history of every vehicle. It's not unprecedented for the baseball writers of America to send none of the eligible players from a given year to Cooperstown and the Baseball Hall of Fame. It happened as recently as 2013. It happened once again this year. The top players eligible when the votes were tabulated and released have appeared on the ballot many times before. In fact, this was the ninth year the top three vote-getters have been bypassed. 
leaving them with one more year of eligibility before their fate is turned over to a veterans committee that every few years elects a few players for induction that had missed out during the window of their original eligibility. Two of the three who failed to gather the required 75% of the ballots have carried one very obvious reason for the denial. It is certainly not based on accomplishment, but the issue is juice. Performance-enhancing drug use and Barry Bonds became synonymous during his post-1998 career. Many feel if Hall of Fame balloting was strictly based on his play before he became a home run machine, after the 98 chase of McGuire and Sosa on the single-season home run record, Bonds would easily qualify as one of the greatest players ever. But after seeing Sosa and McGuire prosper in popularity and pay, Bonds, though never admitting it or having it proven, became the poster child for Balco Labs, Victor Conti, and the PED era that fueled Major League Baseball with controversy. Was he using? Hell, his head got bigger, enough to convince most of the illegal drug use by Bonds. Roger Clemens as well would have been a cinch Hall of Famer, but many believe after he appeared to be finished, he fueled his greatness and longevity with enough PEDs to disqualify him from consideration. There's a theory out there the voters who have slowly increased the number of check marks on their ballots for both of these players were discreetly going to wait until year 10 of eligibility before relenting. They both received roughly 61% positive ballots, well short of the required mark. Will enough voters change their minds by next year? Seems like a longer shot than originally imagined based on this year's results. There are other suspected juicers who have achieved Hall of Fame status as well but it appears these two may be doomed in that regard. The third guy, and the one who came closest to confirmation, is Kurt Schilling, a very unpopular post-career player who also faces his last year of eligibility in 2022. Schilling suggested he would like to have his name removed from the ballot after missing out yesterday. His 71% was the top figure achieved by any of the eligible players, and juice is not the issue here. However, for Bonds and Clemens, it appears the answer to the question... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to the Hall of Fame, juice or no juice is a clear cut and somewhat definitive no. Jeff DeForest for the DeForest Files. As we see the, the buckets, now there's a third bucket this week. I think what happened, there's always been like a mother and father. Like this is a father bucket. This is a mother bucket. And since the last game, they had a baby bucket. So this is a baby bucket. So they got three now. There's always been two. One's going to go to Parcells. One's going to go to another assistant. And one will go to a player later in the game. Grab a bagel and a schmear, plus some Defoe and Luby. Welcome back to the Defoe Show. He was a walk-on offensive lineman at Oregon State. He battled his way off of the practice squads of the Denver Broncos and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to make it to the NFL with the San Diego Chargers in 2013. He rose to prominence blocking for Cam Newton, a dynamic offense 
in Carolina, then went on to the Minnesota Vikings and finds himself now in his second Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55, with the Kansas City Chiefs. We welcome to the show uh, Mike Remmers, who's going to be a big factor in this ball game, and of course is a client of our uh, regular uh, for a long, long time here on the program, the agent of the stars, Brett Chesler. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for doing this. I know you're very busy. Appreciate you taking time to come on the show. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Ah, it's a pleasure having you on and so many things to talk about, but I would imagine this. It struck me, I doubt that you took any addresses, you or any of your contemporaries uh, along the offensive front of the Chiefs. Uh, did you take any addresses from the Buffalo Bills defensive front? Because I, I was doubting you guys would be sending them any Valentine's cards coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, that line of scrimmage was a war zone in there. Right? Was that as tough a battle as you've been in up front? I mean, and it got to, to the point where it looked like uh, there were a lot of cheap shots being had. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing with playoff football. It just gets even more physical and uh, definitely takes another uh, notch up for sure of how uh, fast the game goes, uh, especially there at the end uh, when they, you know, they definitely weren't going to go to the Super Bowl. There was definitely some frustration there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I understand that, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, you battle battle your uh, butt off all year and you finally get that game and you lose. And uh, it's frustrating. It was, it was kind of a weird feeling for me because I was – obviously so happy to be going to the Super Bowl, but I, uh, you know, there's a bunch of guys that were on the Panthers that are on that team now. And I, I mean, I probably knew about 10 guys on there. And I was just like, after the game talking to them, it's just like, I, I feel so bad for them. Like, I wish we could all go to the Super Bowl guys, but uh, just the way it goes. And uh, that was a heck of a game and uh, super excited for coming week. Britt Tesla, your agent has touched on this story, but it was very interesting uh, and love to hear your thoughts, the dynamics of your decision this year. You had other offers that might have been even more prominent and uh, offered a better chance to be a starter and a more uh, important uh, component of the team. But you decided to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, on maybe a lesser deal. Uh, what went into that thought process for you, Mike Rammers? Uh Yeah, I mean, just, you know, we were kind of sitting there talking about it. And, uh, you know, they're just obviously a heck of a team. Uh, they won the Super Bowl last year and, um, just having the opportunity to play with Coach Reed and um, build a block for Mahomes, and uh, I just heard a lot of good things about the organization, and uh, I was really excited uh, about the opportunity. So uh, it was kind of a no-brainer for me. I was like, "Yeah, let's go do this and uh, have a legit shot of uh, going back to another Super Bowl." Um, and here we are. Super Bowl Fifty Five coming up, and we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and some of your thoughts about facing uh, Brady and especially facing. Uh, that defensive front, which is going to be your area of concern. Now, I was watching some clips, uh, and I always love these NFL highlights where they have the players mic'd up, and you can hear what's going on, and that's where I got the feeling I was watching the thrill in Manila middle rounds when you guys were scrapping it out there uh, against uh, their defensive front, uh, the Buffalo Bills. But after that first touchdown, you guys are down 9 nothing. Did I not see Andy Reid come over to you specifically and give you uh, some words of encouragement saying uh, that you were doing a great job in there at right tackle at the time? Yeah, he, uh, you know, that's one thing I love about him is uh, he's real personal. I mean, uh, he, he comes along the sidelines and, you know, he talks to all the guys and, uh, you know, just basically tells everyone, hey, just, just stay calm, we'll stay the course. Uh, yeah, that was an unfortunate play there. And, uh, you know, being down 9-0 at the, right at the beginning of the game um, isn't the way you want to start. But, uh you know, we were all very calm on the sidelines, and we knew that we had plenty of game left and uh, plenty of time to come back and take the lead. 
Mike Remmers of the Kansas City Chiefs with us here on 940 Wins, 1230 The Zone, and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. All right, Fisher goes down, and now you go from the right side to the left side. And uh, many people have debated what that is all about in terms uh, of the uh, mechanics and the difference. And this is a very important side because uh, you're talking about Mahomes' blind side. So uh, how did that work for you during the game, Mike? And uh, it looks like that's going to be the case uh, with Fisher out for the Super Bowl with, unfortunately, a torn Achilles that, that you'll be on the left side again in Super Bowl 55. Um, yeah, so uh, you know our, our O-line coach, Heck, he does a, an excellent job uh, just throughout the season um, of having everyone play different positions. So um, I've started a handful of different positions this, just this year, um, and I've practiced uh, a lot of other different – practice left tackle. I've always – you know, every week, uh, you know, it's an unfortunate part of, of football is, you know, injuries happen. So you got to be able to adjust. And uh, you never know when it's going to happen. So um, we've definitely had situations in practice where we kind of bounce guys around just to uh, just get familiar with it, and because um, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, Fish is an excellent player, um, excellent teammate. And yeah, it's unfortunate to see him go down. And um, yeah, popped over the left tackle. And uh, you know, like I do every single every week, you know, I'm just going to give it my all, do everything I possibly can to uh, have success out there. And um, no, I'm just uh, not 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 exactly sure what what we're going to be doing going into the Super Bowl, but uh, I'm sure we'll try out a few things and uh, see how it goes. Yes, I mean doing a great job on that right side. There's still a missing persons report out on Miles Garrett a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> when you, you yeah. made the guy disappear against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, congratulations on that. Yeah. This Mahomes is a magician. Now you were part of a very dynamic offense uh, with Cam Newton in his heyday at the height of his talent uh, when the Carolina Panthers looked like they were going to go on and, and win a Super Bowl championship themselves. Uh, how would you compare Mike Remmers uh, blocking for Mahomes, what he's capable of doing w- with any of the uh, other offenses that, that you've been involved with? And then uh, it does seem like uh, maybe Andy Reid is uh, a tick ahead of everybody else when it comes to offensive schematics. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it all starts, uh, at the beginning of the week, coach, coach Reed, you know, comes up with a great, all, all the coaches come up with a great game plan and, um, they get us in the right positions to make, to make plays. Um, so that, that's always a good start. And then, uh, you know, blocking from Mahomes is, is insane. I mean, he makes some incredible plays. Um, I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me anymore. That's the thing. Like we, you know, it, well, I noticed earlier when I first got here, it was like probably like the first game, I think. It was like 30-20, and like with most teams, it's like, hey, let's just try to run it, get five, and then punt the ball. But like, no, we're going for it, and then we get it, and I was just like blown away by that. But like penalties, obviously not doesn't help drives out, but like I feel like with Pat at quarterback, like you, it doesn't matter what it is, like you legit got a shot of getting it. We got so many weapons here that um, a lot of different opportunities for him to throw to. Um so it's, it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, you just kind of never know what's going to happen out there. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a similar uh, situation to when I was blocking for Cam Noon because it was just a different dynamic there, you know, especially with, uh, you know, Cam running it. And um, it, it was just a different wrinkle that I feel like a lot of defenses uh, hadn't really seen before. So, um, I mean, both situations are, are different, but they're very, very similar in that they're just, they're just unique situations. So, I'm uh, very fortunate to be here. I'm coming to you from the Offleaks Only Studio Defos at the Barefoot Beach Villas. 
Rebel Eric Torrey is talking with the man who will start at left tackle in Super Bowl 55 for the Kansas City Chiefs, the guy who's already played in the Super Bowl, Mike Remmers. Mike, let me ask you, uh, because it's interesting, we've seen the Chiefs sort of have this mentality of getting down. You, you saw it, you weren't with them last year, but from the purview uh, where we all were, where they got came back from every playoff game last season, you got down 9 nothing. but it's just funny because you talked about how you guys kept your spirits up, and you could just see it, like it's... This team is not phased at all. How is it? Because other teams, you can tell. Like, the Dolphins are a younger team, and we've seen them when they get down, they sort of struggle. But the Chiefs, it's just like they don't bat an eye. How is it being on the sideline when you guys are, are down? Because it feels like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, no, I mean, it is it is crazy. Like, uh, because I've been on teams like that where, you know, we get a penalty or we get down late, down early or whatever. Like, people kind of put their heads down. And here's like the complete opposite. It might even be a bigger motivator or something that just goes i don't know i don't know what exactly it is but uh you know it's a real special uh group here and um yeah like like when we were down nine zero i think a lot of teams would have panicked there and uh we, we did a complete opposite of that we just were all calm like, okay let's just this is do our job let's just do do what our game plan is we don't need to change everything up and throw the game plan out the window i think a lot of teams uh would possibly do that there um so I, I, I honestly, I, I don't really know. I wish I knew exactly what it was, but it's just everyone here is just. Uh, you know, I guess it might have been from the experience last year of just uh, being in those situations and always coming back and, and getting the W's. So, um, you know, maybe it's just build, building off of that experience. I think. Very excited for you, Mike. I know you're very busy. Appreciate you taking time to be with us, and uh, very excited, of course, uh, for Brett Tester, the agent of the stars. This is another one of those great Horatio Alger. Cinderella Man stories uh, where you come from very humble beginnings in the league, stuck to it, and find yourself now in your second Super Bowl in a key position. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show, and best of luck in Super Bowl 55. You made us Chiefs fans for this one. Oh, thank you guys so much, and uh, hope you guys be rooting us on, you know. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, thank you. Mike Remmers. All right, thanks. Be out there thanks, at uh, left tackle be for safe, us uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs now. Now it's us. Uh, did you notice that? Yes, I love it. Uh, you know, and, and uh, I know we had to run. Uh, I wanted to get into it. I mean, uh, it's it, it's an ominous task they're facing, right? Jason Pierre-Paul has resurrected his career, and uh, it, you didn't even know if this guy was going to play football again. And Dominican Sue was kind of a uh, forgotten name on this uh, defensive front of the Tampa Bay Bucks. And Dominican Sue, uh, no small uh, problem oh, to deal sure. with. And, of course, Shaq Barrett, who had more diamonds on him than Liberace. Remember <laughs> when we had him on Radio Row last year? Yes, sir. Animal. And then uh, they have uh, others, too. I mean, just running around like crazy people out there on defense for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you would have to say the defense might have had more to do with it than Brady uh, for the Buccaneers making it into Super Bowl 55. Uh, Brady was doing his best to hand them, uh, as we said, like a bar mitzvah invitation here. Here, here are three straight picks. And... The defense uh, held up, held up its end of the bargain against Aaron Rodgers, one of the greats, to the point where their coach wimped out with one of the worst decisions in the history of coaching. Well, before I, we go, uh, Dean, I just to, want to say yeah. something. We were talking about the Hall of Fame stuff, and yeah. I meant to correct it earlier, but then we went to break, so I left it alone. I was not trying to slam Mike Piazza, so if there's any confusion there, I think he was one of the greatest catchers of all time. I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I think he is a tremendous athlete, and I've heard through you and Vister Mama that he's a great, great dude. Guy. So I wasn't Very trying to nice. slam him. I've just heard that he used 
Juice. Now, maybe he didn't. Maybe what I'm hearing is total uh, lies and fabrications, and I hope so. I was, I'm was. i just trying to say I don't care. Like That was my whole point was I think these guys are going to use whatever it takes to get the edge. I think it's smart that they do because you can get lots and lots of money. It was not illegal in Mike Piazza's time or Jeff Bagwell's time or Jose Canseco's time. It wasn't. So to me... To use that as a thing to not put a guy in the Hall of Fame, I think is utterly ridiculous. So I wasn't trying to cast aspersions of him. I wasn't trying to slam him. I respect his game. I respect him as a person. I uh, was jealous that you got to spend time with him because I always loved the guy. He was a very short stand with the Marlins. So I'm not saying he's a juicer. I'm not trying to put him in the likes of Sammy Sosa or Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds. What I was trying to say is I don't think it should matter. Like, I don't think we know who did or didn't use it. So to use that as a criteria to not put guys in the Hall of Fame, I think is utterly ridiculous. And I, uh, again, I'm a big fan of Mike Piazza. Who, who threatened you? Uh, well, no, 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 no. Well, I felt back then because I remember I, I got really, yeah. like, definitive. And I hate being definitive about those things because we don't know. One, I just have heard stories of people who did Are know you at knife point right now? You no, sound like no. uh, somebody's got a knife to your No, no. I, no. I just, I don't want to cast any aspersions against anyone. Like, I was just trying yeah. to say I don't give a damn. Like, I think Barry Bonds belongs in it. I think Roger Clemens belongs in it. And I for sure think Mike Piazza and Jeff Bagwell belong in it. I think it's dumb to not put someone in because of steroids at this point. You sound like Rand Paul on this thing. (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) They don't want to be misconstrued. Uh, Somebody got you. Somebody got you, Louie. We go on here. We say uh, things and people are like, oh, you. I'm I'm not trying to damn the guy. It's the actual opposite. I'm a big fan of his. I think it's a stupid... Uh, criteria you're using to keep guys out of the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know how dumb it is. Well, I mean, we just don't just, know. Uh, like, I, you, like, you have different standards. You just don't know uh, who know, wasn't on anything. Yeah. Like, to, I assume they all were on something, and I don't care. You know, Barry like, Bonds, by I have, uh, I, I don't know that you could doubt that. I mean, uh, literally, the guy's head blew up like a medicine ball. Remember, <laughs> they break out the medicine ball in gym class, and you say, "No, no, not that." Thing was humongous. I, I just think it shouldn't keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Like I have for a while now. I haven't. Once we realized pitchers were using it, I, I, it looks like it's going to. Well, all right, uh, that's the subject of today's deal. Volkswagen Forest Files. Uh, but uh, I'm sensing, and I haven't checked my phone here. There must be a scathing uh, text message from somebody very important uh, and very near and dear to the show. All right, back with more in a moment. Now that the time. People, am I uh, wrong about that? Did Luby just do like an immense about face? Uh, I wasn't trying to. That's. I just didn't get a chance to say my entire point. I like, understand. I understand. I, I wanted it to be heard then, and I was like, we were going to break, so I left it alone. So. All right. All right. Very good, sir. So you buried Mike Piazza. It's uh, 7.53. I wasn't trying to bury him. I love it. Be some Robert Merrill type to sing that song. Oh, see. I mean, really, you got to have that deep voice. It's always some weird-looking guy, too, that looks like he's had like bad experiments with ways to replace his hair. We now return to the Defoe Show. Speaking of O Canada, how about this? Your Florida Panthers now 3-0, and Luby, after a win over Columbus last night. Coming from behind after a first period 2-1 deficit. Tied it up in the second period. Uh, they went to a shootout, and the Panthers prevailed. They're now 3-0 and on the season. Are you thinking Stanley Cup? Or is that a premature evaluation? Stanley Cup but would no, be I'm right not. here in town. That's massively a premature. <laughs> is that? <laughs> Three games in, undefeated. There you go. All right, uh, we're coming back with more. Grant Long going to join us on Baskets. We always love having Grant Long on the show. It's uh, the first appearance here of 2021 for Grant Long. Dave Hyde also in the 8 o'clock hour. Thanks to Brett Tester for helping us out and getting us Mike Remmers, very intelligent guy. Uh, qualified academically before he walked on at Oregon State. 
And that's how he got his career started. I, I love this, uh, literally. Uh, it's uh, James J. Braddock reincarnated here. Cinderella Man story going to the Super Bowl for the second time. Thanks to uh, Brett for putting that together for us with Mike Remmers, who will be starting in all likelihood at left tackle for the Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. Coming back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. That was big, Luby. I feel good about that one. It's uh, 8 o'clock. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.